Today's anecdotal experience podcast is sponsored by AdamandEve.com. Adam and Eve sells toys for you and your partner to enjoy together within the confines of marriage and also a wide selection of pornography DVDs. We would like to say thank you to Brandon Woodson. He liked the Dotes Facebook page and now he's probably tearing up an Applebee's sampler platter. This is the Anecdotal Experience Podcast with your host, Joey Bertoft. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. If it's your first time, thanks for giving us a chance. Today on our podcast, we have a friend of mine, Bruce Leonard. Bruce was a musician for a while, but then he went to be a comedian, had a pretty high level of success for a minute, and he had a huge opportunity. But something happens. Something changes in his life. He has to do a depression nap and then get back on his feet and continue his career as a stand-up comedian. I think I left enough mystery to that synopsis. Yeah, so uh, like the Facebook page. Share if you share one if you share a podcast with a friend, I'll give you money. I'll pay you because it means a lot to me. Let's do this episode with Bruce Leonard. Right. We start singing like country blues or something. <laughs> We're just rearranging your music. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those things where I, I, I was like, okay, I'm approaching this age. I know I can't do this forever, but I still like to write and I'm still a creative person. So I yes. want to be creative. I can never stuff. not do that. Yep. So I started looking around, like I considered going to acting class, maybe be, trying to become an actor or whatever. But I'm like, that doesn't really stroke my writing, you know. Yeah, because you're just reciting someone else's words. Right. And, like, and yeah. so I was like, oh, I guess I'll try stand-up comedy. Okay. And there was like, you know, sign up to Go Bananas. You could bring five people. You know, go Bananas stage. Club, Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, first yeah. time I ever did comedy. That's yeah. where I was. Okay. So I signed up and brought the five people, and I went on stage. And... It was instantly deal? awesome for you, me. It went, did it go well your first it time? It actually did. I have it, or I, I don't have it anymore, but I think Ryan Swass has it. He taped it and gave me a copy of it. So someone has a tape of the very first time. We can put it on. If you find it, we can put it on. I'll, the I'll, I'll contact him and find out. Okay. Um, but yeah, it actually went very well. And it immediately was like, hey, maybe I can do this, you know? So you see, but maybe I also I have different most of the time when you see people do comedy it's their first time doing comedy and it's also the first time they've ever been on stage in front of people oh so you think you had a natural I performing have, uh, yeah i've been on front man and rock bands for 10 years so being in front of people and being on stage doesn't bother me true it's a different beast though no it, it totally is but i'm saying that helped the I fact think. you've been on a stage yes and yeah, it's like okay. i don't really care if this doesn't work right you've been the focal you know point I mean? you've had bad shows right. you've eaten shit i've eaten shit right a hundred times so i know what it's like and when you're in a band you have support that's the right difference. true when you're in comedy you just walk off stage by yourself it's like, all oh, you that was yeah brutal. <laughs> well it does give you that and it, like you having been a performer it gives you dude confidence is everything yes so you're like oh i've been like i've been worshipped on a stage so you kind of have this Oh, this will be like every other time, which, you know, can't, it's good. It's a good thing to feel like I've been successful before. I never fooled myself to think like, this is going to be like any other time, but I, I was like, it doesn't matter, you know? 
That's you the, have to yeah. get over that. You have right. every performer in the history of mankind has to get over that at some point. It doesn't matter if you fail. That's it's, the thing yes, about performing yeah. is this you is have good, to yeah. fail in public, in front of people. Right. And if you don't have that skin developed, it can hurt people really bad. Yeah. Some people yeah. you see eat it, you never ever see them again. They right. never come back. That's like the how thing, many though. people you, have you seen like that? It's the guy a lot, but it's the guy that comes back after truly real it's humiliation. It's the it's the human spirit being diminished in the Phoenix rising from yes. the ashes and coming back and saying I guess I'll try this again. Yes. It's like the reverse yeah. of the media cycle where they build someone up to tear them down. It's like you have to get torn down and then you build yourself up. You can't care. Right. You, you have, have to, to. You have to. No pride. Yes. Yeah, I took an improv class and every time I went to the improv class, I was I, I mentally had to get into a space where I had complete humility and zero pride and was fully willing to embarrass myself before I could go into class. Exactly. Yeah. You you just can't worry about that. You and can't. if you're worried about it, you're not going to be a very good performer. No. In no. my opinion. Well, it's not it's not a good look to be on stage and anxious. Right. So and pandering and shit. Yeah, it's just like, digging up digging trying to dig out of a hole. Right. It's like you might as well just look like you're digging that hole and, and taking joy in it. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. If you're like smiling with a mouthful of shit. Yeah. It's like, eh, like eh, this is he's what having it is, fun. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you had some success, man. So like, anyway, you, 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 well, yeah, yeah, it didn't start that way though. Right. It was more like, uh, I, I did well, but they came to me immediately and were like, well, you know, that was, if you want to work here, you're going to have to turn, tone it down. What, Something what to you? that effect. What? I don't know because I didn't even really think that what I did was that bad. I was like was stupid jokes what, about like how my dog or? is gay and and uh, like how your dog takes a shit and someone's yard is filled with trash and they're asking you if you're gonna pick it up. You know. <laughs> All right, so maybe Just, like crude. I guess. I don't know, Saying but shit I mean, even yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like what I was doing was crazy, not outrageous. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I was like. Well, I don't know what what you mean by that. You yeah, know, like uh, I'm just going to do what I think is good for me. And right. So what you what you do? So what I did was I started a show of my own. Because you didn't, this is you like didn't feel 90s. like you. Fit well, them no, all. there was two reasons for it. One, because I was like, I want to do what I want to do, and I don't want to be confined by someone's definition of what it is. You should be doing. Did you generally get that sense? Obviously, you did one mic and they told you to tone it down, but you get that sense that people thought you were they were they were telling you to be something else if you wanted to perform in the spaces. Maybe, yeah. In general, I didn't know anything about the business, right? So of comedy, yeah. I came from music where they don't really say shit to you, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. But and then the second reason was I already knew in my mind. Well, if. If I want to write an act, it's going to be 20 minutes or half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is. Okay. And all I'm going to get is five minutes a week or maybe five minutes Got a it. month. So it's DIY. Place, you got to do your own platform. I need yeah. a place where I can practice. Right. A long More set. than five minutes. Right. Yeah. A long time. Yes. Yeah. So I started a show at the Mad Frog on Tuesday nights. It was called, uh, we called Comic Revolution. And then uh, it turned into like a little group of people. It was like me, Ryan Singer. Ryan Brad- Singer is a successful. We have a ton of yes. listeners that aren't comics, but Ryan Singer is a successful comic. Yes, we from were Cincinnati. all in the same spot at that point. In yeah, time. 
So it was me and him, uh, Brad Thacker, Chris Waggle. These guys don't even do comedy. I don't anymore. know. And Darren Overhoser, who does Cincy Shirts. Okay. Uh, it was like the five of us, and we had this little group. We do shows, our own shows. We call it Comic Revolution. You know. Yeah, because it's like punk rock, and right. it's like we outside thought the mold. that we were doing something different. Yeah. You know, we're going to change comedy. Yeah, we're fucking young and stupid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have that phase where but you, you have think you're doing something and like, cool. Yeah, yeah. You're no, like, but it's we're good. Fire and ambition, and that, we're going to do that something. sense of like I'm a I'm bigger than I am. Yes, actually, pro- like it propels you to create things. Yes. Yeah, and it, so it caused. Um, it caused like a rift, a little rift in the comedy scene. Yeah. Well, I bet. Yeah. So like immediately none of us were able to work at Go Bananas. Yeah. At that point in time. Right. Because yeah, they yeah. were like, well, fuck these guys. You know, they're going off on their own, doing their right. own thing. Well, then you name a show Revolution, like you're revolting. Right. You're kind of asking for it. Yeah. I guess that's what the impression they got. Right. But uh, I, it wasn't for that reason at all. It was more about like we wanted to create. Yeah, it was out and of we, necessity. Like, you didn't have the platform. They're not going to provide yeah. us enough time that we need so why can't we go out on our own and do it yeah yeah and then so i did that for a while it was like a year or so maybe that we were doing our own thing and then almost it was was great i I did that show at the mad frog for like two and a half years okay it was really good like we had a crowd come all the time i mean but we also had we're lucky and had a high talent level of Right. I mean, Ryan Singer was with us. Chris right. Porter used to come by there Another when, he, when he was from, around. He's from Cincinnati too, isn't he? No, he's from Kansas City. But at that yeah. time, he was like floating around. He's a right. hippie and he's like doing what we so were doing. So these are big comics coming through. They are through. now. Okay. Like Dave Wade. Yeah. Yeah. All these guys. T- Tate came down there a few times. Jeff Tate, another comic from Cincinnati. Yeah. So yeah. like we were lucky and it, at that time there was a lot of talent. Okay. And we all kind of coalesced together. Yeah. So I did that for a while. And then I got lucky and Newport Funny Bone opened up down on the levee. Yeah. And that's when it first opened. It wasn't yeah. even where it is now. It's in the back of the building. Okay. Above uh, Gameworks. Yeah. On the second floor. Yeah. No one knows. No one's from Cincinnati listens. Oh, really? They just know it's a club. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah. so the Funny Bone opened up. Yeah, Funny Bone. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I went down there immediately. It was yeah. like, oh, well, here's another place. Right. And I got lucky because the person who was gauging the talent was yeah. a comic named Jeff Jenna. And, and they so liked you. I went to his writing class. He had like a writing class. Where okay. I guess where he wanted to like get to know all the local talent or see who would show up or whatever. Yeah. So he had one of his writing classes where you like go in and everyone has a, sits around and he talks and then you have like a writing session and then you, everyone goes up on stage and does their bits. And okay. So we did that and I did that and, uh, he just liked me right away. And so uh, they just offered me work where I wanted to be an MC. So I started MCing there. Okay, so uh, that's how you get lucky. Right. You find yourself fortunate. Yes. Because you went down there early. You went to a new club and you got in early. Yes. And you made an impression at the writing class. Yes. And the now writer. they say, well, this is the best guy we have. Not saying you weren't good, but they, they said, this guy... Hey, he excels above the other people in the class. Yes. Throw him on stage. He was like, oh, you have talent. Yeah, okay. So he started working me as an MC. And then from there, I would drive down to Louisville and start working at the Comedy Caravan. Okay, so you're gaining success. You're getting your name out there. Right. So once I was working at the Funny Bone, then Tom Sobelwood started hiring me. And he also had rooms on the road. Yeah. So I could work at his club as an MC and he would give me gigs on the road and I would 
I started doing the road as an MC as well. Yeah. Because I think they do that to you. They're like, well, will you drive 100 miles to make $50? You know, like, right. how committed are you to this? And you, you know? were down then, to do yeah, it. Yeah, so I did it. Okay. And then uh, he was the one that bumped me up to feature first time. Okay. So I no, wait, I want to take one quick break. For like a year. How do you, because this sounds, you are, do, this is very difficult to do, to make connections and find shows and get booked at places. Yes. How, what do, if you could give advice or a reason why you got these opportunities, what do you think it was? Do you think it was from you it's, being really nice or do you, or you being personable, you shaking hands? Like, how did you do it? Because these are opportunities a lot of people don't get, you know? Yes, but I'm, again, like, I'm not very good at, I'm not a salesman, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, what was, I'm you, not could like, you... hey, you need to book me. But, right. But, you know, everyone knows those guys. And, right. And they can get work because they're schmoozers and they know how to do it. Yeah, 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 so, but that's not you. I don't believe that. I believe I only ever got anything because I was good at it. You, okay, so you was you think you excelled? Yeah, they, they see talent. Yeah. Talent will always rise. Were you crushing at places? Whether you do or not. Yeah, yeah, I was. Really? I believe. You're okay. At this time, I had like half an hour. All right. Of pretty, pretty good stuff. Okay. I have a DVD. I'll give it to you. Yeah, we'll put it on the website. Of that uh, period of my life. It's like a half an hour that I recorded in uh, Washington, D.C. Sweet. Well, that's what this is about. The peak of my old act. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're getting successful. And that's the act that got me everything that I ever did. Yeah, well, really. it's, yeah, totally. Well, it's, so what, what now? You're getting shows. So I shows. bumped up to feature. Yeah. I started feature, featuring. Explain what feature is to Where, people. Well, when you're an MC, you, you go out and you do 10 minutes and then you host the rest of the evening. You bring up the comedian. Yeah, you're like the in-between between right. the different then comics. Right, then when the second yeah. person is done, who is the feature? Then yeah. you come up, hey, did you like that? You give some announcements or whatever. Right. It's like hosting a television show kind of really. Yeah. Explain the I difference. I a guy who told me that, uh, Tom Sobe used to tell me that all the time. He's like, people always say they don't want to be an MC or whatever. He's like, but think about it. You start as an MC, you do all these things. And he's like, look, David Letterman is basically just an MC. It's true. You really are. <laughs> like, you're, you just uh, go back around to the, like, you, you know. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're the, you segue between entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Which like, is basically, I mean, if you achieve the pinnacle of success that most comedians think is comedian, uh, you're a very success, rich MC. Right. You're going right back to yeah. being an MC. So he's like, you know, you should learn how to do that and be good at it. It's true. Cause your ultimate, the ultimate idea of success, if you're, if you're a stand up comic, is to have your own talk show for the most part you can only get so far if you're just a straight comedian because you're only doing you only have the platform of stand-up comedy you're brian regan to right to or our even carlin was kind of like that right they so weren't never trying to figure do anything out else. a way to put him on television right you know so he just was known as the greatest stand-up comic you know right and he was in some movies which shit, isn't that which isn't you know no you, so i was yeah. saying to me that's what i want to be you I okay i don't really want to be ellen Right, you know, like I would not want that job. Right? Yeah, that's interesting because that's a Unless, terrible television show. And then they show. say to you, you know, they're going to pay you a hundred million dollars. That's I bet they. I bet she gets paid a hundred million dollars. <laughs> no, of course so she, she does. does it. Of so course. she acts like an idiot and like, like does stupid stuff. I, I saw uh, my mom was in the hospital when I went to 
I was waiting for her to get surgery and head yeah. on the fucking regular TV. Ellen is on in no. every medical waiting room. Let's make a deal was yeah. on. Oh, Wayne okay. Brady's on that. Yeah. And he looked right, like, either one. He, looked like one. he wanted yeah. to go home and shoot himself in the face. Yeah. You're like, this is not like, I'm, yeah, he's making a lot of money, but can you imagine having to get up every day and going, oh man. I'd do anything for a check that I don't big, want dude. to do it. You yeah, would you do it, though. You just tell that he's not into it when yeah. you watch the show. You're yeah, like, dude, but he's like, in it. Oh, man. He's I just would. there because he's Wayne Brady. Right. But in his mind, you can tell he's not there. He's like, this sucks. Right. <laughs> but, dude, the check and is yes, huge. And, yes, it's lots of money. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind. But that's what people say about Saget. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, never been known as the comedian that he should probably be known for. Yeah. Because he sold out. And yeah. once he sold out, everybody only knows him as Full House guy or the funny video guy. They don't think about Bob Saget, the comedian. But actually, he's a really good comedian. Right, but he's also very rich. Yes, he's got money. But yeah. I'm saying, I bet if you asked him, would you rather be known for being a great comic oh, of or course, for these things, he, he might regret. Well, it depends what your end game is. Right. Ultimately, I want to live on the beach. So if someone says, do you want to, do you want to host deal or no deal? I guess it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like, I don't really want to make it. I I mean, if I do, like money, that's good. Yeah. But I'd rather be remembered. I don't care about my legacy. I'm going to die and I'm going to get buried. And at some point, someone will say my name for the last time. Right. And that'll be it. I want to hang out and enjoy my life while I'm here. No one's gonna. No one cares about you, Bruce. No one cares about me. Right. Eventually, the people that do love us will die, and we'll die. So we'll move on. No, but you know what I'm. What I'm saying is like, uh, I love Bill Hicks. You know, I love Carlin. Like, fair, yeah. I love Lenny Bruce. We still talk about Lenny Bruce. He's been dead for fifty years. Yeah, but in a uh, two hundred years, no, no, no. You, will they? No. And now they won't if no one talks about him and it brings it up. But it was just people like me, they're like, you have to remember these guys. I guess you wouldn't my, be here right, if it wasn't for them. But my only point is they're dead, so they <laughs> don't even care now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's a fucked up thing, too. It is. It's all, but you're okay, I understand. But I'm saying I value that over monetary success. How's that? I don't. I want money. I'm all about it. Like, I'd rather I'm... be considered by comedians to be a comedian than to make a bunch of money. A briefcase and everyone say you're Larry the Cable Guy, you know? And where they just laugh at you and don't take. It I guess we'll see when you reach that level, and then you have to make. <laughs> no, but a you choice know what I mean. First. Like that's when you're trying to chase. Yeah, I know. I know. Everybody has to have goals. Yeah, <laughs> I think some of us think our intentions are pure. Pure, when I feel like we want to be rich and famous. <laughs> well, no one said that you would say no. Right. All right. No one said no. I'm not going to take this money. You know, like, yeah. like you can't make me take it. Like, no, if they were like, take this money and do a double mint gum commercial. Like, no, I, you know, or car insurance. I'm in. I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> I rail about that stuff. So I can't, I, yeah, I can't you could turn not. around it would be totally and be like, oh, out. I fucking rail about advertising okay. and how Tina, evil right. it is. And right. yet I'm going to turn around a and gum. try to sell yeah. a fucking car. But, <laughs> okay, I'll say this. I did that uh, Tina Fey commercial with, uh, it's a like Garnier Fructis. Oh, you what? were in that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm Tina Fey. <laughs> now, I think it's that when I watch that, I'm like, oh, I don't, it makes me cringe. Yes. Because she's such a great artist. And then when she's in doing shampoo commercials right. and like flaunting American her beauty. Express. Oh, I'm yeah. like, man, Tina, right. why? And especially because you don't need the fucking no money. No way. It's She's just in a, being greedy. Yeah. Like, she like created <laughs> a syndicated television show yes, that's going to make gonna her- She's going to get paid uh, for the rest of her life off of it. 
Yeah. So why would she? Why would you do that? You know, that's that's what I don't like about this country. That, that's one of the things that I'm always round about. And Hicks started talking about it. Yeah. Years and years ago, but he was right. It's like you're only doing it because it's fucking you're greedy. Like you don't need the money. Like it's one thing if you're struggling. Like it's one thing for you. Because I'm lives broke. in this apartment yeah, and it's broke it's to be like, okay, I'm doing this commercial. Thanks for making I need fun of my apartment. No, I'm not saying that. My apartment's way smaller than this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it here. No, it's yeah. nice. But yeah. I'm saying in general, it's right. okay for you because you're like, I got to pay the fucking rent. Right. You know? She has all kinds of money. Yeah. I think they just want <laughs> for, like money for their family, for posterity and stuff, but... Anyway, oh, oh, let's get 50 get, minutes. You know I mean? Just not enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I, I need 55, or yeah. it's not, not going to work. You care about your family, Bruce. <laughs> you got to look out. Anyway, let's get back to you. Yes. So, okay. So you're getting more successful. Yes, I'm featuring now, but I would still go back to the Funny Bone as an MC when they mm -hmm. had really big gigs. Okay. Because a lot of times, just big guys will have their own feature. Oh, explain the difference between a feature and a headliner. Oh, yeah, okay. So the headliner is the main guy you go to see. He usually yes. does an hour. He's on the ticket. The end of the show. Yeah. And the guy that's in the middle of the show, yeah. it's like 20 minutes, half an hour. He's called the feature act. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a host who's the MC. We've been talking about that. Yeah. So I would still go back and be the MC if there was big shows because some of these headliners, big guys, will bring their own feature. Right. So the club doesn't book the features. And they like you. You're yeah, good yes, enough they're, that they're, they're like, like, we need a guy who's really good because he's going to be sold out shows. So I would so you be lucky a, and get those shows. A guy that would usually feature MC. Yes. Because you're going to have a tight, really good show. Exactly. Okay. So uh, I got to open up for Chappelle that way. I got to open up for fucking... Dave Chappelle. Everyone should know who that is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I got to open up for Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. And this is where uh, this my story starts to get weird. Okay. What happened? <laughs> All right. I opened up for Mitch Hedberg. At the First Newport time. Funny Bone. Newport Funny Bone. Okay. At the end of the week, he comes up to me and he goes, man, you're really great. Pause me a 50. Okay. And so he tipped me. But then I found out later, he's the only guy I've ever known who tipped every single person that worked in the club. Mitch Hedberg. Even the dishwasher. All right. If you don't know who Mitch Hedberg is, he's one of the greatest comics of all time. Yes. Watch his videos. He's dead now. Rest yes. in peace. But check him out. It was very weird. Because I said, yeah. when I, that's when I first met him. And to me, same thing. You're like, this is one of the greatest comedians. Yeah. And you're like, meet him. You're like, oh, I'm talking to him, right. shaking his hand. Like, yeah. I'm on his show. Surreal. This is insane. Yeah. You're like, oh, he just gave me $50. Yeah. He likes me. That's right. fucking cool. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, he gave everybody money. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're not special. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so a year goes by. He comes back again. To the Newport Funny Bone. <laughs> yes. And okay. they go... Call me on the phone. They're like, do you want to open for Hamburg again? He seemed to like you. And I was like, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, of, of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So I go back on the first night of the week, and he's like, hey, what are you still doing here, man? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know the deal, dude. Right. You know, like, I'm Putting in your time. Doing whatever I got to do. Like, yeah, just making money. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Okay. And, so what's he talking he's about? He's like, "Oh man, you gotta get out. You gotta get out of here, man. You gotta." He's like, "Give me your phone number." Blah blah blah. So I give him my phone number. What are you thinking we at this do point? The One of the greatest comments. I'm like, "Holy shit!" You know, he I, gave like this can't be. Away. You know, you're special at that point. Well, you like to think so, but I would. You would. I tried to. not to think that way. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. It was like stay humble. Uh, yes, I don't try to let my. Yeah. There's one. <laughs> It's a fine line between confidence 
and ego being an asshole. Yeah, I know. You know, like you have to be confident in yourself, but right. you don't have to project that outward onto other people. Yeah, if you're aware of I think of that's your own... something that I've learned over time. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure I was more of an asshole when I was younger and more like, I'm, you know, I'm fucking cool, you know. Well, I think it's your confidence. It's your confidence coming from a place of having no pride for so long that you want to overcompensate because there's part of you that still thinks you're a piece of shit. And what you do to overcompensate for that self-doubt is to be take the confidence that you have and then really go to town with it, which comes off as arrogance. Right. It's you saying, well, I got one successful thing. I'm going to eliminate all doubt that I'm bad by acting like I'm better than I am. Yes. Because I had, I had some success. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But no, I was blown away, just as blown away as you would. Yeah, But, for I, but sure. I did not, again, I did not think anything of it. I thought like, oh, this guy, he's just, you know. Right. Play it cool. Right. So yeah. it was over. I was married at the time, right? So uh-huh. me and my wife went to O'Charlie's. I'll never forget this. Yeah. And we're eating at O'Charlie's, like like on the Monday after the week. Yeah. And my phone starts ringing. <laughs> and I look at the phone and it says, Mitch Hedberg. And yeah. I'm like, looked at my wife. And I go, Mitch Hedberg is really calling me. She's yeah, like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I answer the phone and go, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, hey, you want to meet me in Nashville this weekend? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, just go to Zany's right in Nashville, and I'll pay you, and I, and I'll put you in a hotel, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, just come down here. It's like, okay. Yeah. So I tell my wife, I, I'm, I got to go to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I go to awesome. Nashville. Okay. We get there. Todd Glass is there. Yeah, another famous comedian. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, of course, he knows Todd. Yeah. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? We saw us hanging out. Hey. Yeah. So we do the weekend there. Yeah. Uh, he pays me $500 and buys my hotel room. Right. And yeah. we're hanging out every night and shit. And like, yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And right, we're like, surreal, we're like becoming yeah. friends. Yeah, totally. Like, like I'm becoming friends with this guy. Yeah, who just like a month ago was like some anomaly to me. Some, like, you know, when you see a guy on television. Yeah, he's a famous like, comic. He's, you and have he's his one CD. of the greatest comic. I mean, right. hilarious, fucking yeah. like groundbreakingly original comedian. Like, you know what this there's is? No way that this is happening to me. Right, and yeah. that's what it's almost. Huh. A, it's a fantasy that I'm sure a lot of comics and you know anyone in any sort of uh, entertainment, like a band or something, it would be. You have these fantasies, like oh, I open up. I, if I'm a musician, I open up for John Mayer one time. I shake hands with John Mayer. He gives me his number. He asked me to meet him in Tennessee, and right. I play a show with John Mayer. We become buddies. Right. It's, it's a fantasy. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah. this is never going to in real life. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, totally. coming true. Then he's like, you want to go to the fucking yeah. Auburn University with Jim Brewer? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, yeah. I drive down there and we do that. Yeah. And then we do some other things. <clears throat> and we're like, wow, I'm, just, I'm friends with this guy. Yeah, okay. I don't understand what's going on. Like, Yeah. So where do we go from crazy. here? Yeah. So uh, this is going on for a while. You're so touring with him pretty he much. He says, yes. Inviting you place to place. Yes. Yeah. While well, we're doing the middle of the country. Then uh, he had to go to New York to do Caroline's. So he's like, uh, all right, I'm going to go to New York, do Caroline's. And then I got to, then he's on the way back through there. He's going to do West Virginia Funny Bone. 
Mm-hmm. And then he's like, meet me in Atlanta. Yeah. And we'll go finish out the tour in Florida. Okay. So I'm like, okay, cool. So he goes off. Right. All of a sudden, one day, all these comics start messaging me. And they're like, what's going on? And so everyone knew that I was friends with Mitch at that point. Okay. So everyone starts messaging me and they're like, what's going on? And said, Mitch didn't show up at West Virginia Funny Bone. Blah, blah, blah. They're pissed. Like the week's canceled. Yeah. And uh, all this going on, just do you know what's going on? Like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. Like, that you last, last I know, talk, he went yeah. to New York. You know, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. everyone's freaking out. This is going on for like half a day. And then he calls me on the phone. Phone starts ringing. It's Mitch Hebron. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up, man? Oh, man, you know, it, <laughs> this is bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what's up? Oh, man, I was hanging out with this band and. I missed my flight. And, oh, okay. and now they want $20,000. Blah, blah, blah. They're, yeah. they're mad. And he's got to pay the funny bone 20000 bucks. Right, because he didn't. I, yeah. I don't know what to do. Blah, blah. Because, you know, he. So he's buddy. Mitch he's had Hedberg a history of fucking up. Right. So yeah. when you were hanging out with him, did you notice? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, what was. Was he, he doing do, drugs or no, what? He did not do heroin. Okay. So Mitch Hedberg he died of a heroin. Yeah, or he died of it. Mitch Hedberg. Everyone knew he was a heroin addict. Okay, and but he... When I knew him, he was off the heroin. Okay. And he was trying really hard to be off the heroin. Okay. But he was doing cocaine okay. to compensate. He had a drug He's problem. He's a drug person. Right. Yes. So we'll say, okay, when we're... And you for don't people who don't know... say to someone like that, you know. What? Don't say you what? got a fucking problem. Man. No, you don't know him that well. You're not that tight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, totally. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just now being friends with him. Right. But you knew he was volatile. Yeah, for sure. He was not volatile. He was not anything you would expect a drug addict to be. He was the most together drug addict you ever seen in your life. Like, right. He was making lots of money. Right. He I mean, like money. volatile, prone He's, to relapse. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And yeah. fucking up, like not being placed on yeah. time. And okay. You need a wrangler to make sure you yeah, got totally. Some, you know what I mean? Okay. So anyway, so he's like, I don't know what, what to do and uh, this and that. And, and I just remember saying to him, you know, like, look, man, those people are business people. They want money. Right. You know, like, that's uh, uh, what they think about. They're not artists yeah. like you or me or, or anyone else, you know, who is actually an artist. Yeah. Just pay him the fucking money and move on. Right, he owes them the money. Yes, it's like you know, like they don't think yeah. about it in that way of like, oh, this is an artist, and you know, this these things happen. And like, like, no, these are hardcore business people. Well, yeah, he was they're probably, not making money. Then you cost them money, totally so they fair. want your fucking money. But yeah, because it's, it's probably a business. in the it's contract yeah. that he signed. Absolutely, if he didn't show up, you're gonna pay us twenty thousand dollars. That's the way the world works. <laughs> yeah, if you exactly. don't do the thing you so said like, you're gonna do, yeah, pay it. Right. And move about your day. Okay. It ain't like you don't have the money. Right, so you, he, t- you know? he ponied up. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's that's good. That's, it's good to hear somebody, you know, right. say that. It's Shoot nice to hear from a, from a comedian, you know. Yeah. Whatever, because who knows who fucking he's talking to, lawyers right. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, just pay it and I'm fucking meet you in Atlanta. Okay. Just like we had planned. Right. Okay, cool. That sounds like a plan. Hangs up the phone. Everything is cool. Yeah. The next day, start getting the messages. Yeah. It's I hear the Hedberg dead, dead. No fucking way. I just talked to him. How long ago? Fuck twenty hours ago. 
you know. Right. No. No. So I fucking... You call. Call his wife. Okay. And it was true. Yeah. It was a bummer, dude. Yeah. It was a big time bummer. Wow. It's like... Um, Did you have any sort of... I was thinking about it last night when you were asking me. It's like, yeah. It was like getting punched in the face, the gut, and kicked in the balls at the same time. Why? How did it affect it, you? Because it's like, one, he's a human being and my friend. Okay, yeah. First of all. Right. First and foremost, in the face. You, you've lost a friend. Yes, terrible. How tight were you with them? You can be honest. We like, were pretty okay. tight pretty quick. Tight, I wasn't quick. friends okay. with them for a long time. Right. But like, you know when you meet people, it's like a bond that happens. Yeah, you like, connect with them. All of a sudden. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, hey, we're like, it's like we've known each other for years. Even yeah. Even though we haven't. Yeah. You know, once I got over the, oh, this is Mitch Hedberg thing. It was like, we, we're very similar. He's not Mitch Hedberg. He's Mitch. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. I do. He's like, oh, we're very similar. And all yeah. of a sudden, it's like, hey, we're clicking. And he's calling me. We're talking. We're but he's also, yeah. Hey, I'm talking to this guy like I've known him for years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Number two. Right. Everything you've been working for. Yeah. Everything was coming true. Unfolding right. right in front of your eyes. Yeah. You're like, there's no fucking way that this is happening. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. You're like, that's all fucking pulled out from under you. Right. Everything is fucking... Your ticket. Terrible. Your horse. Well, I didn't mean like you want to say it like that. No, 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 but no, for real though. Here's a break that you have. There's the door. You're running towards it and it fucking slams in your face. And it's it's totally fine. You can say... Yeah, you can say this was... You know, you can be disappointed that you had an opportunity and now it's gone. Well, yeah, we were talking about all kinds of things. He's like, oh, you need to come to Hollywood and we'll write a TV show. Right. They won't fucking deal with me because of my fucked up reputation. But yeah. they'll deal with you because they don't know you. Right. <laughs> okay, so he's making plans with you now. Yes, Everything's they're like, gone. we have all kinds of fucking shit in the works going yeah. on. Like, dude, there's no fucking way. And also, you get a <laughs> you do get a bond with someone when someone is really taking you under their wing and giving you opportunities. And yes. if you have that gratitude to say, I don't deserve this, but for some reason, this person's looking after me it's almost i mean it has to be some sort of like father-like thing yes that you have with them where you sure. think wow this person is providing for me sure it's a bond it's also validation oh yeah like, for sure you're like you know hey fuck what joe said at the open mic mm-hmm. fucking mitch herberg says i'm right. fucking awesome you can't tell me so shit. who the fuck are you you're right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> i still feel that way sometimes yeah like, you know in my own mind doesn't go I'm away. Like, yeah. i don't give a fuck who you think you are right you've been valid- <laughs> you've been validated by the highest Yes. So, like, can you say someone like that fucking right. thinks you're awesome? No. Right. Well, then fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care about your opinion. I care about his opinion. Right. And he already gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll stick with you for a long time. So yes. what you? What happens now, man? So I went home and laid on my couch, basically. Yeah. I quit doing you everything. Qu- really? Well, I had some shows and mm-hmm. I d- on my calendar. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And I did them. But okay. But they were not fun. Were, were you, you were... I was just depressed in and your bummed own world. out and yeah. sad. A dude has died. And, and I'm like, I got to go on stage and tell jokes. This fucking sucks. You know? Yeah. It just put a black curtain over the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And it yeah. was like, you know, I don't feel like doing this right now. You okay. Know? And it was like, I need to take a break. How long So I didn't book take? anymore. Well, this is where it gets fucked up. Okay. Like, I didn't book any more shows. Yeah. And I ran out my course and I went home and laid on my couch. Yeah for 
couple months. Yeah. Like, really. I didn't do anything. Just depression. Big time. Okay. I was like, I don't know what's going depression on. Depression napping. Yes. Yeah. And then my friend, who I used to play music with, mm-hmm. it's also an engineer. Yeah. In a club. And he came over to my house and was like, dude, I need someone to work at the Mad Frog and you need to do it. Because yeah. you got to get up off this couch or you're going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. was like, I know you can do it because you've been playing music your whole fucking life and I'm, we've made several records. You know you know what's up. He's I'll mainly you looking out, make this though. fucking equipment and you... He's trying to get you off the couch. Yes. So okay. I went and... So that's what I did. Yeah. I became a sound man and I was a house man there for like a year. Coming out of your depression then. Yes. So you're... It's you're, like the first time I'm getting out of my house even. But there's no... There's no uh, thought to get back on stage doing comedy not at that moment because you're still you're still just not into it just wasn't i couldn't even imagine doing it being funny yes yeah i just have those the mem i just had the memories of trying to do it yeah it was like i don't know if i can do this anymore or i don't know if i could do it again or if i am gonna do it again it's gonna be a while well, yeah, and your hopes, man, you know, because those hope you get those hopes. Everything was crushed. Yeah, because you get I mean, those, yeah, I'm sure you're it fantasizing. Was the highest high to the lowest low. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, also you're, you, it's fun to fantasize. We all like to fantasize. So when Mitch well, is yeah, telling, and he's right. like, we're going to go to Hollywood, right? Exactly. TV show. You're like, fuck so yeah. So you're fantasizing about being in meetings. Hollywood, yeah. and I'm going to fucking. Right, you're fantasizing <laughs> about doing all these meetings yes. in Hollywood. And, and then, doing the comedy store right? or whatever else, yeah. because Mitch is going to tell them, you got to right. put this guy on, and they're going to listen mm-hmm. to him, you know. So you're going to break p- into the yeah. scene, and hell, yeah. I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. All these things are running through your head. You're like, and and. It's not like I didn't work for him. Like, oh, I've, this is everything I've been working for. Either way, though, your expectations, you have your expectations now so incredibly high. Yes. Now it's like, oh, I got to go do an open mic in yes. Kentucky. Yes. What, why bother? Because you're mentally, you're not in that world of I'm still Bruce Leonard. You're Bruce Leonard, Mitch Hedberg's friend. Right. Now you're back to being Bruce Leonard. And it's such a, it's you just fall right back down to where you were. Yes. Yeah. So I I got into the music world again mm-hmm. and I was doing a working the Mad Frog. But mm-hmm. then he said, "Oh, there's this place where his his ex-wife was running it. It was called Dirty Jacks." Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Oh, they need a house guy over there and they'll pay you a little bit more." Yeah. And it's a r- regular gig, it's your own gig. You can have your it's your own club basically. Cuz what I was doing there was like filling in. Okay. And he's like, you can have your own club. So I was like, okay. So I went over there and I started doing that. Well, that oh, place you a house was musician? Up. No, it's a house sound guy. Okay. It's a house engineer. All right. So you're just doing jobs now. You're done with kind of performing. You're just. Well, I was an engineer at that point. Yeah, you're doing so engineering. So I'm just setting up bands and yeah, mixing, getting the sound right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool in of itself too, because they bring in, they brought in national bands, and I'm I still was in the, like meeting people. And, yeah, you like it. Yeah. Okay. So it's cool. Um, and I didn't really think about doing comedy. Yeah. I just kind of got engrossed in that. Mm-hmm. And then that a couple years went by. Yeah. Know? Then she left and the guy that owned the place, he just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. He didn't want it anymore. So he was like, "We, you want to buy this bar? Yeah. You know, and then to make some kind of like land contract agreement where I would own the place. Yeah. So I did that. Because I was like, well, this is a good opportunity, you know. Well, are you bummed? You're, so now, I mean, you're not doing anything artistic. 
Well, that's the thing was in the back of my mind, that was always spinning. Like, well, I'm not doing anything artistic. You're just a guy that like owns a business. Right. So yeah. what happened was <laughs> I started getting the itch. So I was like, well, hey, I got my own club. Yeah. Got my own stage. Right. I just go up there whenever I want. Right. <laughs> Total control. So, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, what I did was I remember Stan Hope's album, something to uh, take the edge off. Yeah. Where Henry Phillips plays guitar behind him the whole time. I don't think I've heard it. Well, Hedberg does yeah. it, has a record where the guy plays bass behind him the whole time. Oh, Strategic Girl. St- yeah, he plays yeah. stand-up bass. But yeah. then Doug Stanhope has one where Henry Phillips plays guitar the whole time. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, I could do something like that. And then that would give me an excuse to put myself into these music shows. Okay, so you're getting more. <laughs> so that's I your got artistic. my friend who's a guitar player. Yeah. I was like, hey, why don't you play guitar? And I'll just fucking talk. Do pretty much do stand up. Yeah. So you're getting he, back into it. Yes. So, okay. and he, he called that the Bruce Leonard Project. Okay. And I was like, you play jazz guitar and I'll just fucking say, you know, I'll do bits. Yeah. So I, that's how I started doing comedy again. So you're getting, you're getting hype back on your old passion. How long ago was that? Five years ago. Okay. So that's when I was starting to, uh, rebuild Bruce Leonard. Yes, and I was like, hey, you know what? I really want to do this again. Like, the fire got relit. Yeah. And uh, my um, depression was over. Like, the, the association. How long a time, how, how long a time was that? For Did it take you doing all this kind of engineering and then how long of a gap in your comedy career was that? As I said, four years. Maybe? It was four years. Okay, cool. And then yeah. I started doing Bruce Leonard Project at Dirty Jacks. And then I, I did that for like a year maybe before I decided to do anything. Then Jay started having his show at Tickets. Who's Jay? We don't know Jay. Jay Armstrong. Been on the podcast. Yes. His podcast. Friend of mine. Yeah. He was doing his show at Tickets. So when I decided I really wanted to do it, I just went home and started writing and writing and writing. I had all these pages of shit. So you're getting back on the horse. You're going to start your career. Yeah, I have all these pages of material. Why are you doing it? Why are you getting back in? What's the motivation? Because I love it. You just you realize that this is what I love doing. Yes. And I got to keep doing it. Yes. It's like and I, I have a need, just a need to. You had a void. Say my what I think out loud in yeah. front of people. Yeah, <laughs> to be heard, man. Like I used yeah, to write sure. all these songs that are just all the same. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is just a guy like doing do, like broken heart, dude. Yelling, yeah, dude, about political shit or oh or, yeah, or or yelling about his girlfriend or you know whatever, just releasing your feelings. Yeah, I it's think a release the, of right. feelings. I think the like, purest form of releasing your feelings, because I mean, obviously doing a painting that's art is a releasing of your feelings it's emotion it's you putting something out there that is authentic and hoping other people connect with it emotionally yes and i think comedy is the purest form of that yes good but a car i said i was like dig me yeah (laughs) exactly like find what you like in me right or don't right hate me or either way some of it's confrontational Right. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, this is what I feel. I feel like you need to be confronted with this. Yeah. You know, I feel like we don't talk about this enough as a society. Right. And people but may I hate it. I feel like we don't, you're right. But I'm saying that's not the purpose. Right. I don't care if they, we already went over that earlier. Right. I don't care if they fucking like it. Yeah. I do it for me. So you now, for, <laughs> right. Now you're like, you think, man, my, I, what really the itch is to have 
a artistic voice. So now you're back on the horse. What I did was threw out all my shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to come back and try to do my act and like just come back like, hey, I'm back and then nothing, nothing's changed. You're a different person. <laughs> yeah. So I threw all that away and started yeah. over. Yeah. Just started writing all new shit. Yeah. And then, like I said, I got pages and pages of stuff and I was, and then I just asked Jay, can I, can I come do your ticket thing? Yeah. Starting from and scratch, he was like, man. yeah. So I went up there. Yeah. I even had papers and shit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like. I don't know. I'm just gonna get on the horse and see what happens. How'd it go? And I lay my papers on a chair. Yeah. And I, and I can look at them if I have to. Yeah. No, oh, it went great. I did like 25 minutes, and I have that on video. Really? It's great. You did, so after five years hiatus, you well, went no, and, I had been doing little oh, things right. here and there. You've been doing the Bruce Leonard project, right? Too. And I've been yeah. doing okay. things here and there, and yeah. I've been writing this stuff, you know, and yeah. But no, I did. I did come back to it with the idea of like it's not like I've never done this before. I have experience. Yeah, you're still a above performer and beyond like yeah. your average open mic person who's going there. Like yeah, so doesn't go away. Right. So yeah. it's like I uh, write the fucking jokes. I'll go up stay them. Yeah. Like that's what they do on TV. Right. <laughs> so that's where you're at. Is that where you're at now? No, no, no. What happened was uh, I was like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I can't do it with these fucking papers and shit. So I started doing open mics and stuff again. Yeah. And just throwing stuff out and keeping stuff and throwing stuff out. And you're pretty stuff. much starting from scratch. Yeah. I Essentially. Started, you're still a performer, but you're starting from scratch. For sure. Yeah. 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 And that was my idea in my mind. Right. It was like, well, what, go back again to what you said earlier. It was like, well, if I can do this again. Yeah. If I can put myself all the way down. Right. To the bottom level. Yeah. And build myself back up again to being a working comedian, which most people can't even do once. Right. If I can do it a second time, that's pretty much a sign that I'm good at you this. You might actually have to <laughs> And it wasn't just Mitch Hedberg taking you under his wing. Well, you know what I mean. I do know. And but, well, it's, I think it's another point. And take away your self-doubt, like you said. But I don't think your, your self-doubt will ever truly go away because... No, you're still... You're always a piece of, of shit. It's part of what makes you... Always. Gives you that drive. Yeah, definitely. I think you always have to... You have to know who you really are and then also know what you have the potential to be. Yes. Yeah, and I, I, I think another good point to make is you were so disappointed with the success that was lost when you lost Mitch now you realized oh man it really wasn't about the success it was more about releasing my creativity sure and now I'm doing it again sure successful or not sure but like I said as an artist any artist they're Mm -hmm. lying to you if they say to you that what they don't care what other artists think for sure you know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. You gotta be good. It's like, it's like if you don't, you don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck if Mitch Herbert said I suck. Right. You know? Like that's bullshit, and you know it. Some people, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. There's people out there that'll go on stage and or in whatever. Maybe they're a musician. Maybe they're a painter. Whatever they do, but their art is objectively bad. But they believe in themselves and their voice so much that they they think it's good. There's those. There's nothing wrong with that either. I think so. You're insane. If you have such a different. Oh yeah. Oh wait, wait. Okay, okay. You level of delusion. You mean like people who are just 
awful. If I was painting, if I started painting and I said, ah, Bruce, look at my paintings. Aren't they great? I am the voice of our generation. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. And then you say, no, this is terrible. And then I take them places. People are like, no, get out of here. You're terrible at art. And I say, well, you just don't understand. Right. That's bad. Well, no, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a level of delusion. Right. Yeah. yeah, Beyond fucking. Right. But I'm just mean in general. Yeah, I get you, man. If somebody says, you know, if Picasso says he didn't care what Dolly thought, he's I bet he's lying. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like Because Dolly's good. He they knows Dolly's know good. They want to know what right? he fucking thinks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His contemporaries are right. very well, talented. Well, when you and, find yeah. out that someone thinks that, you're like, fuck yeah. Right. Like, I am well, good. maybe I'm not bullshitting myself. Yeah. You need you know validation. I mean? <laughs> you need validation from people you respect. To, Everyone does, Yeah, I think. They, Yeah, for and sure, man. And if you say that, that you don't, then... I think that you're lying. Those are the people I'm talking about. Right. That are... You're like, I don't care what he says. Like you do. <laughs> you're just untalented and you don't know how to come to terms with it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you see people like that all the time. Yeah. Especially in comedy. You're like, oh, yeah. he's so terrible. But he's yeah. such a nice guy. Yeah. You know, like they're really nice people. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're really genuinely nice people. It's like, yeah. but this is never going to happen for you. No. And there's something about that, those people that... It's it's endearing because you you think, man, you're so nice. You're such a good person, and you're so passionate about what you're doing. But holy smokes, are you bad? <laughs> oh man, you have don't have a drip of talent in your body. Yes. Yeah. And you always tell us some of them. You're like, well, he could get better. Yeah, you think but there's then, some people they're like, you, then, there's hope. But then some people you're just like. This guy's never going to get any better. That's like, it's I've depressing. seen people yeah. who are still around. He's been around since I started. Yeah, man. And you still see them, and you're like, man, you're still haven't gotten. But if they're, one having, if they're having fun, though, if they're having no, fun, no, no, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that they yeah. shouldn't do it. Right. They shouldn't have fun. Yeah, anyone should do whatever they want to do and right. have fun. Right, exactly. I'm just saying, as an observer, yeah, you're like, well, I've been watching this for ten years, and he's not progressed one bit. Right, it's <laughs> the people that don't progress, and then they will harp on the fact that the reason they haven't succeeded are circumstances like circumstances outside of themselves. Right. And you're like, right, no, they're just hold me down. Right. You're like, oh, I'm not no. in the clicks. Or, right. Like, oh, you're not in the clicks because then you're not funny. Right. You know? <laughs> let them be. Let them be. Oh, I totally let yeah. them be. I don't, I don't shit on anyone's gig, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. way about supporting everybody now. I don't, I don't really care. That's why I said before, like, I don't, where I was talking to somebody the other night, it's like, I don't get caught up anymore either on what other people are doing. Right. Like, you know, when you're younger as a rat race and somebody gets a success and, you know, people are resentful. Right. And you're like, hey, you get success, not me. Yeah. Baby. It's got nothing to do with I'm you. I'm at the point now where I don't care about anything except what's happening to me. Okay. Yeah. And like, and I, if something good happens for you, I'm happy for you. If something good yeah. happens to someone else, I'm happy for them. Absolutely. The only reason I wouldn't be happy for them is if it happened under some kind of nefarious circumstances that they fuck someone over. Or, yeah, but or, that's going to bite them in the ass eventually. Right. And but then, you know what I'm saying? I understand. Like, that's totally. the only time I would resent someone's success. Right. Because there's no jealousy. I forget. I think it's Shakespeare. It's like drinking drinking your own poison, expecting your enemy to get sick. Yes. That's what it, I mean, it's, it's like it's it doesn't just, matter what they do. It doesn't matter at all. If I'm good, things will happen. And if you're, yeah, and if they're good, even if they're bad, things might happen for them, but it doesn't matter to you. Right. Right. It's not like stopping me from doing it. has it. nothing to do with you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So what are you trying, what do you care about now? What do you mean? What are you trying to do? Where trying are you trying to, to get? Trying to work again. Trying to get back. That's my goal. Yeah. 
is to work again. Yeah. As in clubs. I mean, and then I'm, I shouldn't say that because I am working. Right. I am doing shows and getting paid, but yeah. they're like out of town shows that, that comedians put together at bars or. Yeah. But you're working your way back up. or whatever, yeah. but I go there and I get paid. Right. But no, no, the goal is to work in clubs again. Yeah. Once I do that, I'll consider myself fully resurrected. Do you feel fulfilled doing, not like, obviously, you're you're trying to achieve the goal, but do you now have that fulfillment that you didn't have when you were napping on the couch or oh, running yes. your own, you know, running your own show or running that bar you were, that you bought? You now have a sense of fulfillment and you have a goal Yes. What does that feel like, man? What does that change feel like? We're like, ah, oh, man, I'm back on the horse. I'm on the journey again. It feels awesome. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's a little bit frustrating sometimes. But that's the journey. Because like, oh, this is taking slower than I imagined, and you know, it's taking longer, and yeah. his work is you know harder than work, and you yeah, know, you know, I, I didn't know, but that's it. You know, and plus, like I said, I'm not good at schmoozing and talking so I need to like go back like hey I'm back right. you know hey Remember I'm me? ready to go yeah, 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 like, yeah. no I just kind of went back I'm sat Hedberg's in friend. the back of the corner yeah and like and just waited for my spot get up and do it you know and yeah and then hear people like isn't that dude is that the like, dude from six like, years yeah, ago yeah but he didn't the say you know, guy? but he yeah. didn't say anything right <laughs> you're starting over like, man no I don't consider myself I, when I came back I'd put myself in the shoes of someone who's just coming in yeah nobody likes the guy that comes back and says I deserve the same level right. of respect exactly. that I had before exactly yeah I didn't do that I waited and I yeah. waited and I waited and I took my time yeah man and I booked my own shit out of town to test my act and I just noticed this year, that's what I was talking about Jay, like, and it, without saying or doing anything, I feel like that's turning now. And people are giving me some sort of respect. Yeah. But I didn't ask for it. You're yeah. earning it back. But you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're it's saying. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, um, remember me? I used to be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It's It's that... It's I like, used to be no, cool. I, just be cool. I'm trying to be cool right now. Yeah, you just know? be you. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, that's that's life. That's anyone that tells you. Just become a little older, you know. Yeah. But anyone, you know, anyone that says, hey, I'm awesome. It's like, get out of here. Show me. Right. You're awesome. That's like the opposite of the guy who, that you were just in the painting. Yeah. I say officer is like, I'm fucking awesome. Look right. at me. <laughs> it's confidence. Like, not really, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the confident guy that says, Oh, do you paint? And you're like, Yeah, I paint. Are you good? Look at this painting. Right. Look, you tell me. Right. Tell me if I'm good. Right. Yeah. I, I who am I to say if my own work is good? Right. Yeah. That's what I do now, people ask. Yeah. And that's and, what it's and people uh people ask if you're good or what do you do or let or your work good, speak I for just itself. send him a fucking recording. Go, well, listen to it. Yeah. You know, if you if you can judge for yourself what you think it's good or not. I, mean, I don't really care. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, yeah, I'm awesome. I'm like, nah, I'm doing my own thing. It's for some people. It's not for some other people. Yeah. You know, maybe it's for it's you. Like, it's not a uh, generic thing, I hope. Right. So it's like, it's never going to have the generic approval. Yeah. So, you know, you got to know that too. Right. As an artist, I think that too. You got to know what you're trying to do. Yeah, you're to- Yeah, you're right. Now like, you you got to have a voice. If you're on the edge, you're always going to have people that don't like you, and you have to be willing to accept that. Yeah, 
Yeah, you do. Hey, I say some things that are controversial or some people consider to be controversial. It's like, if you don't like it, fuck you. You can, <laughs> yeah, and you can recognize don't talent. Don't come here. <laughs> yeah, you can, and even in that case, maybe someone says, ah, man, Bruce Leonard is really not my, really not my bag. At the same time, you can recognize talent. There are a lot of things. When yes. I watch it, all right, for instance, if I watch a Transformers movie, I think, oh, this is like, I don't, this is not enjoyable for me. But I can look at it and say, wow, it is a work of art to someone else. This, right. whoever made this. Right, Michael Bay makes art of some sort. Yeah, no, but for sure. <laughs> I though. don't get it. And but. everyone involved, though, you watch it, yeah, and you're like, you know what, this isn't my bag, but the people that created this are very talented. Yes. They can execute the on a vision. The greatest compliment I ever got and. I mean, I would get it a lot, but I, I thought it was the greatest one when, yeah. when people would say, you know, I don't really agree with anything that you're saying, but it's funny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's the point. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> trying to wrap my opinions around uh, funny stuff. You're like, yeah, the isn't art, this absurd? Yeah. Like, you is wrapped in, you. It's um, it's your vision wrapped in your execution yes and they can say your execution was on point even though your vision isn't right. my style like, i don't like gay people but that stuff was funny right yeah, <laughs> yeah <Okay>. exactly <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's awesome man i think we're sitting at about an hour do you do you have any like if you could synop like a word of wisdom to people from the lessons you've learned throughout your life and through being an artist what would it be you know i would the only again i don't feel confident enough to be like hey i'm just going to dispense advice to, it's the to anecdotal anybody. experience man. but i'm saying what's worked for me yeah is being me yeah sticking to my principles yeah setting goals working hard i mean there's no shortcuts to anything yeah I, that's one thing i can say that I've never made it. Yeah. But my life is rich in experiences. Yeah. That lots of people that have money probably wish that they could do some of the things I've done. Yeah. You know, my life, I have set many goals and yeah. accomplished all of them. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh -huh. You know, I, when I was young, I said, I want to play music professionally in a band. Right. I did that. You know, it's like, I want to make a record. I did that. Yeah. I like, I want to be a stand-up comedian. I did that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, I've done all these things. Yeah. And I never made it to the pinnacle of success, but I have achieved these things. I set my goals and I go for them and I don't stop until I achieve them. And that, I think, is the biggest piece of advice you could give to anybody. Absolutely. You got to set your goals and focus on them. I love that. If too. you want something, you have to focus and work hard to get to that. Yeah. And there's no, there's no shortcut or, you know, like people might say, oh, you got lucky. You met Mitch Hedberg, but, yeah. you know, there's an old saying, they say, luck is nothing but hard work preparation meets opportunity. Right. If you weren't ready for that, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So you could consider it to be lucky, but I consider it like, it's just what happens when you put yourself in the right spot. For sure. And case in point, dude, like case in point is you had the opportunity. Okay. You got it. You, you know, the preparation and the hard work met the opportunity and it happened. Okay. 
the opportunity went away. Right. So now you're back doing right. the hard work. Right. So this will create be the, right. a new opportunity. This will be the test. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't even mean like for that to happen again. Something like that is. I mean, that's like hitting the fucking lottery. But still, though, it's, it's, I don't think in my mind at all that something like that would happen again. Now, could it? Yes. But gonna, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about I just need to make myself as as the best comedian I can be for me. Working hard and preparing. And get and get back into the club somehow. Dude, and, but that's it though. You're that's what you just described is the hard work and yes, the preparation. For and sure. now at some point the opportunity will arise again. Yes. That's what it is. Sure. And another, like, that it's the life, what you described, the experiences you've had, that is life. It is about the journey. Yes. It it's is definitely an, an ebb and flow. Yeah. Yes. And it's, like, it's, uh, doesn't matter. You could have, one, I mean, we could, we could do a show, hypothetically, and someone sees us, some, this is crazy, but, like, maybe someone on MTV, and they're like, oh, you guys want to do a show on MTV? They just saw us, okay? And we get our own show on MTV and we're wildly successful. We're not going to be fulfilled. Because right. it was, or we won a competition, we won a contest to have your own show on MTV. Right. It's, you, you got the goal, but you didn't have the journey and you aren't going to have that fulfillment. Right. That's, and yeah. it's people who get those kind of opportunities, you'll notice if you look, sometimes they'll fail because right. they're not prepared. Yeah. Like people get handed shit all the time and if you're it only depends if you're ready for it. Yeah. You know, like you can catch a break. Yeah. And that can happen to anybody. Right. You can catch a break. Oh my God, this is happening for me. Right. Like, oh yeah, but you've only known stand for six months. You know. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Like, oh you just got lucky and something happened. Right. And then they go, Oh, and they bounce off into the sunset and then you hear, Oh, that guy crashed and burned. Yeah, you've never like, made it. Because he, he yeah. didn't know how to fly the fucking plane. Like, <laughs> yeah. They gave him the keys. They said, right, go ahead. <laughs> right. And, then, you and know, he, he was the, the guy you're talking about with the stick figures and thought that he yeah. could handle it. <laughs> yeah, it's that it's, you know, it's you like, got to. You... I've been doing the show business my whole entire life. So yeah. I have a different perspective on it than a lot of people. Totally. So yeah. I, I have I... a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hours of, in the flight cockpit. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, <laughs> you know, you never made it. You know, you never, it's, you've never, you're never done. Right. You're never done. You're going to fail at some point. So that failure's coming, but you're going to have your own experience and your own life to draw from and understand. I know where to go after this failure. Sure. Because no, of, I've failed. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Not we like all saying have. we haven't failed. No, yeah. no but I'm, I wasn't saying that. All I'm saying is, inevitably you're going to get sure. opportunities and inevitably those will they'll fade away and you'll have to and you're going to have to get back on that horse and yeah. say i gotta keep going I've, yes i've i've had opportunities that have gone away in the past doesn't mean it's over it just means the journey continues yes i would say too that uh i wouldn't recommend taking as long a break as i did <laughs> there you go i probably should have got gone back a lot sooner but that's a good I got sidetracked with other things. Well, I mean, like I said, I always had done music, so it was kind of like just becoming, com I became comfortable really fast again in that world. Yeah. It was like, it was comforting. I mean, it, for me, it probably all worked out the way it should have. 
Right. Because I said I needed that time to heal. Right. And like I said, being in that environment was very comforting. It was very familiar. I was like, okay, I'm in music world. I, I'm, I know this world. You get you what know, you need, man. You um, go, yeah, you find what you need. Right. You see, you're like, I need just music for now. Right. I need to and heal. just not think about that. Right. Let, it, let the association go away yeah. between the bad feelings and comedy. Yeah, it's not a... Until it's, finally it was like, I don't even remember, like, I think I watched a comedian or something on TV. Yeah. And I laughed. And, and I thought to myself... Well, that's the first time I've watched a comedian in a, quite a while. Yeah. And didn't think one time about the bad things. I just laughed and listened to his jokes. Right. You know, and it was like, hey, that was kind of the first spark of like, hey, maybe, maybe it's over now. Maybe you're healed. Exactly. You know, maybe you can do it again. It's your soul it's, telling you you're ready. Right. It's over. It's nothing like getting up there. Like if, if you've never done it. Right. It's very, very dark to be like i'm contractually obligated to do this show but yeah. i don't fucking want to do it yeah and you when you're up there just like a robot trying to do comedy you're like i'm just gonna fucking make it through this yeah you gotta do what's it's right very, for you very very disturbing you're like i don't want to yeah if someone doesn't want to like, be I there you can tell yeah. i love this and now i don't want to be here now and what people is, know. People know when you on. don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't sell to the audience. You're like, there's something wrong with right. this guy. Take some. Take <laughs> uh, take five years off. Do depression now. Right, right. Come back when you're ready. <laughs> well, pretty much. Yes. Awesome, man. Um, plug your plug your stuff, man. Oh, you can hear me every Friday night on the Kentucky Hot Brown Boys podcast. Yeah, listen to it. On I've been iTunes, on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, every, SoundCloud. We're on every venue except for Spotify. Yeah, I'm still trying to get on that too. <laughs> yeah. And you can uh, you can see some video at Bruce Leonard TV on YouTube. Um, I'm about to put something up new from the Brouhaha. Awesome. Um, and then uh, what else do I got going on? You be tweeting. Uh, I'm going to be at the Liberty Funny Bone tomorrow night, Thursday. But you said no one lives here, so <laughs> there's a few. Facebook obviously is Bruce Leonard. Uh, I have a Facebook page called The Twisted Mind of Bruce Leonard. And um, I'm on Twitter at Bruce Leonard 69. Nice. And Instagram at Gross. Bruce Leonard Comedy. Right on. Uh, that's it, I think. I have a Snapchat, but I never fucking use it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> we should be. But... Why well, is Snapchat like, dude, let's make something that just goes away? <laughs> I don't even I don't, know how it works. I, I don't have no see idea. The, po the point of it. People get like famous you make it, it, and it's it. First of all, so it can only be like fifteen seconds long, and then like it's it only stays for like twenty four hours. Yeah, but people get. I'm just saying, people get like famous off that. So don't don't throw it out with the bathwater. No, I'm not. I'm just saying I haven't figured out how to use it as a venue. Well, we'll figure it out. I guess. Yeah, we can make funny sketch fifteen second Snapchat sketches. No, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm already out. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Bruce. It's been awesome. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on. Later. Later.